Fantasy Focus. Today's show is presented by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. It is Friday, October 27th. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by Stefania Bell and Field Yates. We're here to talk about the Week 8 preview, as well as doing a quick Thursday Night Football recap. Stefania, you're going to deliver us a bunch of injury information. we got a jam-packed show today to get ready. people ready for Week 8. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe we're this far into the season. I know, we're already halfway in. Do you know what the, the, the thing that's most jarring about it, or most disorienting about it, is that we live in Connecticut. Yes. It's 78 degrees out so today. So beautiful today. On whatever day you it. said it was, October 28th or whatever. It's supposed to be 78 degrees out in like week one, and that's it. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I'm having a hard time believing that we are already on Friday of week eight. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. I am thrilled about it, though, especially because I get to have a nice weekend here at least one more before we get into some chilly weather. Although I love some chilly weather football. Don't get me wrong with that. Don't be one of those people right now. All right. Don't be one of those people that says they enjoy all seasons. Oh, we've already had this debate. We we, we enjoy all seasons, but we only talk about that when it's like 97 degrees and hot in the summer for like two straight weeks right now we enjoy 78 degrees all right i will take it i'll take it too that's right right. that's right i'm gonna live in it and be excited about the moment all right stefania (laughs) let's start and dive into a bunch of injuries to make sure that people are ready for their (sighs) week eight lineup we're gonna start miami because Miami is where all of the good fantasy players are playing right <laughs> yeah. now. No kidding. We got Tyree Kill, who had a hip injury. He's yeah. been limited at practice. Is this something that we need to be worried about in starting him here in week eight? So people were worried Wednesday when they didn't see him. Me. Field was. <laughs> yep. Were you worried? Yeah, we did like four minutes on it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't watch when I'm not here. But, uh, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Wow. Here, some of us are doing research. Oh, okay. That time. Oh, yeah, here, that's what here's it is. my research for Thursday. Okay. Tyree Kill's back. And Tyree Kill said, you know, he just needed some love. And he was gone on Wednesday, had a little rest day. He's back Thursday. I am not worried at all about Tyree Kill's status. Seems to be good to go. Okay. I, I, th- I really truly believe there's like a fairly decent chance that the Dolphins, after he missed practice on Wednesday, I got together and they were like, let's mess with everybody a little bit here. Let's just, right? I mean, Tyree, <laughs> two was talking about like, we'll have them together down the line. Yeah, and you got, Jalen Waddle saying so. above. That is the most uh, overanalyzed three words. No, I, I, I watched the clip I in its entirety. It. Yeah. I, I watched and, the clip too, but I was like, to it, like I've watched him speak enough. I, I, I just think he might not have known. Tyreek marches to his own beat. Too. Okay. That's the thing. Right. So, I'm just saying they did an excellent job of throwing us off the scent this week. Well, That's all I'll say. I'm okay. on the scent. I'm on the Tyreek Hill scent for week Get eight. As long as it. he plays, yes, I'm going to have him in my fantasy lineup. What about Raheem Mostert? Yeah, now Raheem Mostert, to me, that's a little more concerning. Ankle injury, running back who has a history of a knee problem. He was back doing limited work on Thursday. But I think there's a legitimate chance that you don't see Raheem Mostert this weekend. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, man. look, Friday's going to be very telling. But I think there's a reasonable chance. So you I mean, right now. Okay, so everybody who listened to the show yesterday, you're now offered a refund because I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems like there's a chance Tyreek Hill could really miss some time. Meanwhile, Raheem Mostert strikes me as more load management. So 
My bad. I'm going to uh, recuse myself from further injury updates. Oh, I'll say this. If Raheem Mostert doesn't go right now, Jeff Wilson Jr. still available in 57% of fantasy leagues. If you're listening to the show right now before the rest of your league mates can go out there, go grab Jeff Wilson in the middle of this show. Have him on your bench just in case Raheem Mostert yeah, can't roll on the, Sunday. Raheem Mostert always wants to play, but look at what they have in terms of depth at the position. Obviously, Devon Achan's still out uh, with the knee sprain, but they have Jeff Wilson Jr., as you pointed out, and it's a long season with a team that plans to go for Interesting. Far. All right. All right, a couple more. Make some backs. lineup adjustments. I know, right? Let's talk about... <laughs> it's only Friday morning. We're recording this Friday morning, so just make sure you check practice reports. There's a lot that can happen between Friday and Sunday. All right, Ken Walker. It's been dealing yeah. with a calf injury. Yeah, this one is, uh, look, everyone in Seattle is puzzled, too, because no sign of Ken Walker on Wednesday or Thursday. There was nothing reported after the game. There was no report of an injury in the immediate aftermath. Here's something you need to know about the way Seattle conversation with Pete Carroll, who's usually pretty transparent about injuries, right? Sure. He talks to reporters before practice on Wednesday okay. and then not again until Friday. <laughs> so no one knew that Kenneth Walker wasn't going to be there Wednesday and then he yep. wasn't there again on Thursday Friday, so huge now we day for his status in yeah. Seattle. Okay. What about Zach Moss? Because this is another guy that, in spite of the fact that Jonathan Taylor has come back, has still given fantasy managers some flex value here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, elbow and heel injuries dealing with two things. Didn't practice Wednesday, was back on Thursday. But okay. again, this That's is good. one where you don't know if it will uh, affect his status for the game, whether he's going to play or not or even just affect his workload, because as you said, he's still been quite serviceable mm -hmm. in the presence of Jonathan Taylor. But certainly the fact that he's dealing with two things might indicate that we're going to get even more of Jonathan Taylor. If okay, so no two thoughts. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Well, I was it, just going to say, I was going to, I think I was going to answer what you were going to ask, yeah, right? Ahead. It was like just about if there's no Ken Walker and if there is yep. no Zach Moss, what does it mean? Uh, you just mentioned go grab uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. right now if you're watching the show. Do the same thing with Zach Glass of Charbonnet. That's uh, because right. Because he would certainly be in line to be the starting running back for Seattle. And remember, this is no slouch. This is a second round pick, a guy who was drafted in a very similar spot to Kenneth Walker III just a year ago. So grab yourself some uh, Zach Charbonnet right now if you can. He would be a top 20 option if there's no Kenneth that. Walker III. I, got, I have some, there you I have go. some stores. Got yourself some, some shares. Yeah. Um, and duh, you do, yes. of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then maybe this, I know that we kind of got the Jonathan Taylor breakout week, but it, this could be this like the, be the vision of what it might look like for the final half of the season, right? I mean, I don't think Jonathan Taylor, uh, if Zach Moss is healthy, will ever be a 100% of the snaps player. Moss has been just too good. But if this pushes towards like a 75-25 split, Jonathan Taylor to the moon, baby. Yes, that would be huge for this week if that happens. All right, a couple more running backs. Mm -hmm. Stefania, Rashawn Johnson has been dealing with a concussion. Okay. Obviously, that Bears backfield has been really light. It's been just Deontay Foreman. Obviously, Khalil Herbert still on IR. So is there's a chance that we see Roshan Johnson this week. There absolutely is. In fact, we are going to see him. He said so himself. And awesome. this is a reminder that, uh, again, we talk about concussions being not time dependent, but criterion dependent to get through the protocol. He has been absent for a couple of weeks now, but came back to practice full and he was happy to announce that he was cleared from the protocol yesterday. Love that. I mean, I, I, as a fantasy manager, I'm not sure that I'm going to use Rashawn Johnson this week, but just having him back and healthy is what we are excited about. Well, I think what it does, though, is it takes Deontay Foreman out of the play yeah, for Sunday bit. night because yeah. I think that Foreman will be active, obviously, and he played really well last week. Really kind of well. a reminder to the Bears, sort of like what happened with the Jaguars and Christian Kirk. Like, let's lean on this guy a little bit more. That being said, I think that they're not going to lean on him exclusively 
exclusively like they did last week. So this would be a two and a half man backfield. It'll be Deontay Foreman plus Roshan Johnson with a little bit of Travis Homer mixed in because Roshan, I think gives you a bit more in the passing game. I might lean towards him over Deontay Foreman who needs to score to pay off. But it is a good matchup. That yes, Chargers defense has been a little better in some ways recently, but uh, I'm old enough to remember Patrick Mahomes throwing for over 400 yards last week. Yes, that has uh, that has happened. I said a little bit better, very intentional. Yes, yeah. that's right. Just a little. Stefania, we have another guy we're going to talk about dealing with a concussion. We mentioned it yesterday on the show, in case you did not listen yesterday, Brock Purdy dealing with a con- uh, with a concussion right now in the concussion protocol did not find out that he had symptoms until the plane ride home. This did mm-hmm. not happen in the game. So he started to exhibit symptoms on the plane ride home. They afterwards put him into the concussion protocol. So understanding that that happened late, how is that going to affect whether or not we could use Brock Purdy or know whether he's going to be under center for our other 49ers pieces this week? Goes back to the criterion dependent, oh. not time dependent. And okay. this is really important in this case because Brock Purdy, as you mentioned, Daniel, did not declare his symptoms till Monday night. It's when he started feeling ill. It goes into the protocol, and it's a five-phase protocol. It's well-established. All the teams utilize it in terms of returning a player to action. But those phases are not uh, – they don't each have a time time-specific uh, time specific, time specific, – There you go. It. There we go. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out how to frame it. It's not like there's a specific amount of time for each phase. That's sure. what I'm trying to say. Okay. So it's really about, does the player clear the phase without a return of symptoms? So mm. first you have symptoms at rest. You introduce light cardiovascular work. You introduce uh, team activities, which might be just exercising with the team outside. Then you introduce drills, non-contact drills. In the meantime, they're working on all the things you would expect. Strength, balance, neurocognitive testing is repeated at some point. And then the final phase is being cleared by the team physician and by the independent uh, neurocognitive consultant. So all those things have to happen for a player to return. But because it's not time-based and because Kyle Shanahan has already said, look, it could happen where he doesn't take any of the starter reps and could still be available to play. So Sam Darnold's been taking the starter reps in practice this week. We saw Brock Purdy out there yesterday working with the position, uh, doing position-specific drills, wearing a non-contact jersey. But then again, quarterbacks always wear non-contact jerseys. So we don't know exactly what was done when he was away from the media. But we do know that he's got a couple more hurdles to get through if he's going to play. It's not out of the question that we see him. Well, we will pay attention on FF now Sunday morning at 10 a.m. is when we start inactives come out at 1130. Stefan, you'll have a lot more on Brock Purdy for us then. Let's talk to Sean Watson. We have not seen him for the last couple weeks. Are we going to see him here this week? I think uh, the thing to be aware of here is what they're saying is he's not going to start. PJ Walker is going to start still dealing with the rotator cuff strain, but they haven't said yet whether he's going to be available as an emergency backup. One of the things you heard Deshaun Watson say was that he knew he couldn't throw for the entire game. So if that means that in this stage where he's continuing to work his way back, they feel like he could go in if absolutely necessary, maybe they make him available in the emergency, but he's not going to be your starter this week. All right. Then last one that I have, Kyler Murray, a guy that we have been, if you need a quarterback, this is one of those guys that could potentially come back still right now on IR. 
but how is he looking as far as what we've seen so yeah, far? Yeah, I, I think we just haven't seen that much, and we know he's not working with the first team right now. So sure. I think the likelihood that he would be activated or available this week, I think you could put that aside. He's still on the physically unable to perform list, but the practice window is open. Still has a couple more weeks to get back. I think when you're dealing with a quarterback coming back from ACL, too, you have to look at the kind of quarterback he is, and this is a runner. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to temper your expectations regardless. I mean, we don't expect him to be the exact same guy the minute he steps on the field. Right. But it's very encouraging what we're seeing so far. Love that. All right. Hopefully, if you need to go out and grab Kyler Murray, you can throw him in your IR spot now. Wait for him to be able to return. Follow Stefania on the X at Stefania underscore ESPN. Thanks for all that update. All right. Field G8s, help us pay some bills here, my friend. Are you overwhelmed by insurance? Make it easy. Get all your insurance in one place with Geico. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning Geico mobile app. Yes. See how easy insurance can be and go to geico.com. Hey, level up your game day with Vivid Seats and get great tickets to the biggest games of the year. Plus, with Vivid Seat Rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code FFF. That is code FFF for Fantasy Focus Football. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, Daniel Dopp, Mike Clay, Field Jates, here to talk about some Thursday night football. We're going to get through that really quickly and then dive into a week eight preview. But holy cow, this Bills-Buccaneers game. Mm -hmm. Guys, I had no idea I was in for the Mm. Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, Trey Palmer show last night. Yeah, baby. Dalton Kincaid. We saw so many guys. That that one we knew. Yeah, yeah, we were on that. We were on the Dalton Kincaid. You got us on the Dalton Kincaid path, Mike Clay. Oh, I did? Yes, because uh, unbeknownst to everyone else (laughs) out there, you picked him as the start of the week. He was. And then forgot that he played the Thursday night football. I want to stick with that, by the way. At the end of the show, he'll be my start of the week. I mean, it's plausible that he could be out of the top 20 in tight ends this week. It's plausible. And there's at least a chance. I guess, still, I, guess I mean, there's still true. a lot. Yes. There's 30 teams that have yet to play a game. That's true. You're not. You're not wrong. So you, two you Falcons might, tight ends ahead right, for sure. Stop, you know, right. <laughs> Just reserve the right to potentially be wrong here. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, but he was awesome. How'd you guys feel? Field when you watched this Bills team? I had talked with you yesterday about like they just need to get back on track. They need to look like the team that we've mm-hmm. seen Josh Allen lead in the past. We saw so many people get involved in this offense last night. Well, we talked about that during the show, specific to Josh Allen. Like we kind of asked for this. We just said like I think we I think this offense will hum a little more. If Josh runs the football a little bit more mm-hmm. and what happens yesterday, 41 rushing yards for Josh Allen. He had 42 rushing yards in the previous three games combined. That's his most rushing yards in a game this season. I can already see Mike poo pooing this, but it no, was a much I, I, more yeah. balanced uh, Josh Allen effort and Buffalo Bills effort. And it's a reminder why, despite some of the things that Josh Allen on occasion is prone to. And people always talk about the turnovers with Josh Allen. I understand that the numbers are what they are. His upside as a quarterback mm-hmm. weekly is as great as any other in the entire league. Yeah, what do you have? Six carries? Seven carries seven last carries. night, for 41 seven. yards and a rushing yeah, touchdown. You know what the line was? The prop was five and a half. So oh. uh, that's why I'm shaking my head. Wow. I went under. I went oh. under because he's been nowhere close to that all year. He just hasn't been running, and that was definitely a change last night. So uh, you're right. That's good, obviously. That's going to bring his, his floor and his ceiling a little higher in fantasy. So it was nice to see. And the offense looked good. Uh, I don't know. Are we going into the receivers next? Let's go to the receivers. Yeah, yeah, do whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Khalil Shakir is interesting because that was easily a season high for any of the number three comp- competition, we'll say, for that job. Right. Uh, he kind of established himself. There was 66% of the snaps. His previous high was 39%. 
There could and be room, maybe, for with another no guy. Dalton, to, with no Dawson Knox. There was no, that's probably it. Yes, yeah, right? more, more 11 personnel, but he also was clearly ahead of the other two receivers here, uh, Deontay Hardy and... Uh, Who's the other one? Oh, Sherfield. Trent yep, Sherfield. Trent so Sherfield, yep. uh, maybe he's established. Maybe Andy in deeper leagues. as well. He, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not uh, on the radar. But uh, yeah, maybe he's on the team, maybe though. a guy in a deep league could have uh, totally. some some value. So I got to keep an eye on not a must add. Yeah, but could have some value. I want to shout out Anita Marks because Anita had the over on Khalil Shakir receiving yards because she said coming into this game, the Buffalo Bills have run the fourth most 12 personnel sets. And obviously with no uh, Dawson Knox, it was like, they're going to have to run three more wide receiver sets, which is exactly what we ended up seeing. So there might be a spot here where without that second tight end, are we going to see either Khalil Shakir or Gabe Davis, which I already got a bunch of mentions on Gabe Davis saying not to start him last night. (laughs) Like, is he going to potentially come in without Dawson Knox? And maybe we're going to see more three wide receiver sets in this Bills offense. Don't know how to project it or feel confident that this is going to be a guy that I want to start moving forward. No, but but Mike brings up a good point. Like in a deeper league, he is a worthwhile ad going into next week because if they evolve into an 11 personnel offense, who's going to continue to throw the football quite a bit, Mm -hmm. that to me is a valuable player in a 14 or 16 team league. Yeah. You know how many tight ends they had active last night? How many? One. One, yes. That's unheard of. Yeah. That's unheard of. It was yep. just all in Kincaid. Yeah, yeah, so they had to use uh, three and four wide receiver sets. Uh, and as for Gabe Davis, I mean, I'm still... Look, he is like the boom bus guy. Like, <laughs> He's he a niner. The niner. He's a niner. He, but he is the like niner. the niner yeah. so far. Four or fewer targets in five of eight games. He has... Four games with 15-plus fantasy points. Three of them were 20-plus, yeah. but he's under 10.5 in four games. Yeah. He's been as boom-bust as they come. Very Mike Williams-like. Very, yeah, 49ers-like, if you will. He's a niner. Although, although, do we want to call him a niner? Do you think it's that strong, like he must play? Like a must-play? Uh, no, he's he is not a must-play. We had him as like wide receiver 49 coming yeah. into the game well, yesterday. Well, he's bat duds right in a row. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No team's on a bye, so he's, you thought the wide receiver pool He's just a 12-team league flex option. Yep. Maybe if a good That's matchup fair. on the wide receiver three radar, like 36th or something in a good matchup. But that's it, because you're going to have duds. It's just the nature of the beast. And I don't think his big game had anything to do with Knox. I mean, it's not like yeah. Knox had this huge target share. It was just their game plan. It right. was like, snap the ball, throw it quick. A yep. lot of, it was a game plan Did you plan see last thing. night was the fastest snap to throw exactly. game yes. of exactly. Josh Allen's career. And, so yeah. they're getting the ball quick, which is probably part of the reason why Stephon Diggs averaged under eight yards per catch last night. 12 targets in three straight games for Stephon Diggs. Locked in as a top what, three mm-hmm. wide receiver right now. He's been outstanding. I thought maybe, and this is probably, I think this, I think this is a little bit of grasping at a straw, but I'm holding this theory in case it does prevail next week as well. Josh Allen's increased rushing coincided with the decreased passing game utilization for James Cook. Just one catch last night for James Cook. I wonder if that's a thing or if it was an aberration. Yeah, but also a season high 66% of the snaps. That was great. So that's yeah. a good sign that he was taking control as a rusher. 14 carries, 67 yards, continuing to play at a high level. By the way, also Rashad White. 81% of the snaps. Dude, yes. Chase Edmonds came back. I thought, oh, you know, maybe. They, but They went the first two series with the Rashad White. Third series went to Keyshawn Vaughn. Four series went to Chase Edmonds. And you're like, oh, uh, man, we're really doing this? White. And then seven yeah. catches for 70 yards last night. He remains right there on that RB2 radar. Yeah, he did. Dud on the ground again. But if he's going to get cares? seven targets, so it does much not in matter. The so, game. Yeah. so he was great. Did we, by the way, really quick, Dalton Kincaid, by the way, established tight end one now. Yep. Going yes. forward, at least till Dawson Knox comes back. But he looks good. He's out on the field. Uh, he looks like. There's so much upside there. Welcome back there, to mean, the end zone, Chris Goblin, by the way. Sorry, yeah, look like yeah, the player yeah. that we oh, have long stop known. It. Mm-hmm. I felt like you were making fun of us on that. <laughs> I mean, he was right there for that second one, guys. Like, oh, he had that, that Hail, Mary. Hail Mary. I just yeah. want to say that. Like, that, oh, my gosh, that was tough. 
All right, back here on Fantasy Focus Football, making our way through our Week 8 Preview Part 2. We did Part 1 yesterday, Field and I, so if you want to go check that out, listen to Thursday's podcast. We're going to start, though, with the Dirty Birds in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. After Bijan Robinson, unfortunately, delivered point three fantasy points in the most inexplicable game of his early career. Are you going back and trusting Bijan here this week? I I am, yes, but there's not a ranking that hurts me more than ranking Bijan Robinson outside the top 10 of running backs. I remember all the way back to week one, maybe even week two, and we we had the conversation of like just wanting a little bit more out of Bijan, and Mike very, very correctly pointed out like still seeing a ton of snaps, getting Mm -hmm. good utilization in the passing game, still playing a lot of snaps as a runner as well. And I got to be honest with you, going into the eighth week of the season, I still want even more because yeah. I feel confident that if Bijan Robinson got even more workload, he would be the second or third most valuable running back in fantasy mm-hmm. football, only behind the likes of Christian McCaffrey, maybe, Tra- maybe Travis Etienne and Alvin Kamara. That's yeah. how good he is. I'm with you. His average before this game, where obviously he had the headaches and play much, 17.6 touches, 98.3 yards, 15.8 fantasy points per game. That's really good, but you're right. It's not at that next level. Right. And here's the thing. We want to say, all right, you know, second half of his rookie season, maybe his role gets expanded. I watched Arthur Smith talk yesterday. Not Zero a chance. confidence. His By the way, UNL stinks. The Bucks losing last night only builds the margin for error for the Falcons further. They don't care whether they win this division you know, pretty scoring, you know, I don't know, whatever. It's going to look ugly. As long as they care, as long as they yeah. win, that's all they care about, right? Yeah. Like, they truly believe. I mean, I saw, you know, Arthur, Arthur Smith has been going to the mat for Desmond Ritter this week. You know, he was a winner. It's what mm-hmm. he does. And it's like, he fumbled three times last week as well, mm-hmm. all in the red zone, too. Like, those are really, really costly plays that, like, that game could have easily been flipped. So, um, I don't expect the formula to change all that much, which is why Bijan, still a lineup block at RB11, but I'm not I'm not sorry for not for wanting more. Yeah, like, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And our, Arthur Smith actually was some shots fired at fantasy. Do you hear that, too? Yeah. Got well, the liner in there. doesn't care about fantasy. And, I mean, he shouldn't care about fantasy, but of course we're, not, yeah. we're upset because we want the guys you drafted in the top 10 to be utilized. We yeah, want to see them course, maximized. Yeah, so yeah. I think the word I used on score report this week was egregious misuse of resources mm-hmm. in Atlanta was mm-hmm. kind of the way that I feel yeah. as a fantasy manager. At least that's the way that it feels with yeah, Arthur yeah. Smith. It's just hard to, yeah. It's so just my hard wife to tells me when I go man. shopping and then cook <laughs> and it's like not a good dish. She's like, you went out and spent that money to cook and you came up with this and crap. This is what you gave us. Come wow. On, it's an egregious misuse of resources like, right there. Yeah. She's like, just, just give me some cereal. Will you? That's so funny. Hey, are we in or are we out with given the fact that there was less Given the fact that there was less Bijan Robinson, do you think that Tyler Algier is in that flex play category? Nope, or is negative. He just that guy? Okay. No. If he falls uh, into the end zone, you'll be lucky and you will have it will have paid off for you, but he's got to fall into the end zone. Yeah. Insurance back. Great insurance back. Great. We one. saw that last week, but yep. check this out. 24.4 points back in week one. Yep. His next five games total, he had 23 fantasy points. That's beautiful. Because wow. he's that just not. beautiful. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, he doesn't actually score touchdowns either. Right. It's so infrequent that, that he scores that, touchdowns. Yeah, that hasn't even been happening. So, no, not even There's, close. By the way, there is no team that I watch closer when we're on, uh, on Sunday when we're in there in the war room and all the games are on. If the Falcons have the ball in the, within the 10 yard line, I am watching like a freaking hawk. Uh-huh. Is Bijan on the field or not? <laughs> Most of the time, he's not. He's not. But it, I, yeah. I, I do it just so I can tweet my frustration about him not being on the field inside the 10 yard line. Who's going to score more touchdowns the rest of the season? Bijan Robinson or Cordero Patterson? Don't. Patterson. Don't even say that. Is out Patrick loud. DeMarco still in the roster? I know he retired like four years ago. Probably him. <laughs> He's got him. Michael Pruitt. He's yeah. Gonna, yeah. 
All right, let's uh, talk about the Bears here because we watched Deontay Foreman have an incredible game yeah. last week. Yep. Gets the Chargers on Sunday night football here this week. We just listened to Stefania Field talk that Roshan Johnson might be back really quickly again. I yeah. know, how would you break down these two running backs for the this game? I had both of them ranked already, so that's good news. I had Roshan Johnson as RB27 and Deontay Foreman as RB33. The reason mm-hmm. why Foreman's higher than he has been for a long time is that A, he played last week, obviously. He's going to play again this week. And uh, the Bears, I think, probably realize... He's a good football player. Like he's a serviceable runner who can do a little bit in the passing game as well. That being said, if he had to lean towards one of these two in the passing game, it's definitely Roshan Johnson. And he's certainly a much more dynamic player than Deontay Foreman is in space. So that's why I lean towards Roshan over Deontay Foreman in a perfect world, though, probably not playing either back against LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. I want to use Roshan. I have him on a lot of teams, but coming off of after missing several games, it's tough, especially with Foreman coming off a good game, but he has practiced pretty much all week. Uh, if he plays, I mean, this is a guy that has played well on a small sample, 4.9 yards per carry at eight targets in week one yeah. when Khalil Herbert was still in the mix. So there's some appeal here. He should certainly be on rosters. If you're in a tough spot in a deeper league, you can put him in your flex, but uh, it is a tough call. I'm with you. I try to avoid for one more. Week. I mean, and there is a part of you that I think should be nervous. And maybe this sounds blasphemous after how they played last week, but like the chargers could be up big in this game. Mm. right? Like we still, we, we can't quite quit the chargers. I think a lot yeah. of people actually have, I haven't quite yet. And if they're up big in this game against an inexperienced division two quarterback and Tyson Bajan for the bears, like that could obviously impact the game flow and really limit the opportunities for Deontay Foreman. It is funny the way the mindset changes with the chargers though. Cause you're right. They should handle this one easily based on roster talent, but we're just so used to this now <laughs> yes, five, 10 are. years of this with <laughs> <Yeah>. the chargers, <laughs> like they're going to probably win 27 to 25 or something. Right, right. Like it's just that it'll be like a the bears will miss like a 19 yard field yes. goal at, at, at expiration. Yeah, and that's exactly. how the chargers just, will win. I don't even think it'll be that win, It's going to be like 1917 or something. Like more this, accurate. <laughs> which is not what I want. Uh, let's move ahead and talk about the Jets running backs because we have had Brees Hall here. Taking oh, on the, it's on now. It is yeah. on. Taking like on the Giants. Count. Like, are you ready? So we've gotten reports. Dalvin Cook is not thrilled that he's not getting used a oh, whole lot. It's not even a report. It's straight from Dalvin Cook's mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Dalvin Cook is pleased. reporting that yeah, he is not Dalvin pleased. Dalvin Cook is reporting there on himself. Yes. yes. Do we trust uh, his source? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, that's a good one. So given all of that, how are you feeling about Brees Hall here? I, I don't think it matters. Giants. I don't care if he's there or not. Yeah. Brees says taking over. Control. It is just his backfield. Uh, yeah, last game, he played 68% of the snaps. That's feature back work for sure. 20-plus uh, fantasy points in his last two games. Had a huge game against Denver with a touchdown and almost 200 yards. Then against the Eagles, a really good run defense, 93 yards and another touchdown. Decent matchup against the Giants. They've been fine against the run. Nothing, nothing crazy here, but uh, Hall is uh, ready to roll. I mean, look. Full go. Aaron Rodgers is there. The offense is humming, scoring lots of points. Hall might be in our top five. Mm. The offense hasn't scored many points this year, so we have him closer to the you know ten to fifteen range. But he's the feature back here now. I and I totally he's agree with everything you said. I think the Dal and I. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want Dalvin Cook to like completely fall out of favor in a job that he has worked tremendously yeah, hard to yeah. uh, achieve a lot. But the fantasy community gets a win on this one, right? Because it was mm-hmm. like all off season when this Dalvin Cook signing took place. It was like, yeah, I mean. Give it to like, I don't know, like week six and like Brees Hall will be like, yeah, I'm, I'm like the way better player. Right. Um, and there were questions about whether Dalvin Cook was still as good as the numbers might indicate. Running backs are really tricky because so much more goes into a rush than just the player who has the football in his hands blocking. Most notably, uh, Brees Hall certainly passes the eye test beyond just being 
uh, like beyond just whatever the blocking gives him. He can certainly do a lot of damage, and Dalvin Cook simply can't right now. So I'll be curious whether the Jets make a trade. Um, on the one hand, it's not like a bunch of teams have running back depth that they can just afford to part ways with. On the other hand, when it's a notable veteran who is already expressing his displeasure publicly, I do wonder if the Jets just sort of say, you know what, are bad. Truthfully, mm-hmm. like I think they made this move to appease Aaron Rodgers in the first yes. place this offseason. Yes. And it's like maybe this is why GM should do the player personnel stuff and players should do the stuff on the field. I think uh, there's a team that obviously needs a running back. The Falcons got to get one. So yes, maybe they're interested in Can we do like it. a three-way deal? We'll get Kyle Pitts to somewhere and then we'll yeah. send Alvin Cook there. Yes. Derrick Henry somewhere. We'll just yeah. get a big trade going. Maybe they could take both. Like they could trade for both Derrick Henry there you go. and Now Alvin we're talking. Cook. I don't right. like this. I don't like any of what you guys are talking about. Please stop it. Let's talk personnel. about yeah. Saquon yeah. Barkley. Saquon Barkley's gotten a ton of usage since being back the last two weeks. He's had over 20 touches each of the last two games this week. How are you feeling about Saquon? Yeah, same, same. old. I mean, he is what he same is, guy. right? Yeah. He's just a mid-range RB1. He gets all that volume. He's playing at a high level. Yep. Uh, as long as he's healthy and on the field and... He's he's good to go. He's a, a strong RB one. Certainly sounds like it'll be Terod Taylor, by the Rod way. Yes. Center yeah. Once again for Daniel Jones. Uh, is there a quarterback streamer that like uh that like comes to mind when I say actually I don't think no one out there has been starting Daniel Jones this year, have they? Not, uh, not, I mean, maybe the first week or two in, okay. in a 12-teamer. I don't even know why I asked that, that question. You know what? We're not live. Just delete that part. Just, <laughs> and if we are live, bear with us. Yes. Take that back. I was going to ask you, like, if you have Daniel Jones, are there quarterback streamers that you like? And Superflex. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, more okay. and more, there we go. more and more Thank Superflex. You. See, that's why you're a good that's, teammate that's why right I'm there, here. Mike. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, Sam Darnold, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, Sam Darnold. Maybe. Um, can I ask you a question, Mike? Yeah, I know so we're talking about football here, but, like, can you just read the font on your shirt, please? Nothing good starts on a getaway car. That's right. Are you paying homage to somebody? Yeah. Who? That's a Taylor Big, Swift. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Album there you go. Today. Yeah. I know. Have you uh, listened to it yet? Taylor's version? Uh, no, but I've been listening. I did like a, I did a social post, so I don't, I don't take those things yes, lightly. I saw that. So I was listening to the, uh, the original album yesterday and put okay. that together and uh, uh, our graphics team's helped me out with that and put up a nice post. Wait, I just so. assumed that you did that on your own. Oh, uh, no, I don't have that graphic no. skill. I don't have the Photoshop <laughs> skills. I need, I need help with that stuff for sure. Well done yeah, by you. Yeah, put it together. Uh, I did an off-season article, so did a little yes, social post yeah. for her release in her album and um, I'm told she has had some involvement with the NFL this year. She's been in some games or something. Have you heard right. about that? Well, so or she's a big Cardinals fan. That's it. That's, right. so that's she, what we know. She, uh, she, was, she was a bigger Cardinals fan until they cut Kayvon Wallace recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now with the Titans. So maybe she'll uh, become a Titans fan instead. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but remember, I've talked about this before. We grew up in the same the same kind of area in Pennsylvania. Right. And then I went to college near Wyomissing where she grew up. And then she, she of course, went one direction with their career. I went a very different direction. And, uh, That's a polite way to put it. So, that yeah, we vacationed at, in uh, Jersey Shore at the yeah. same spot growing up together. She used to play guitar when she was young down you there. make so it sound like you guys are family friends, but yeah. really you just happen to be I probably walked vicinity. past her at one point on the beach, but that's that's a, the extent of our uh, comparisons. Yeah. My brother's name is Taylor. That's my connection. That's, 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 that's yeah. all we got. <laughs> All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. We're going to keep going through our week eight preview. Today's show is brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. Here with Field Jates and Mike Clay. My name is Daniel Dopp. Let's talk about the other part of this Jets game. Yeah. I think we're obviously starting Brees Hall. Everyone's really excited about that. Mm -hmm. But how many times do you have that thought in the middle of the week? Am I going to start Garrett Wilson or this other wide receiver that's not as good at Garrett Wilson, but I like him or the situation more. I like Garrett Wilson. I think Do he's you? been as good as we could expect in an offense that's scoring one touchdown a game. I mean, the volume's oh, whoa, been... Whoa, 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 Yes. 
like you just gave me four caveats for he for how Garrett Wilson caveat. has been good. For he's been as good as you can expect for one score he's games. He's been good. Yeah, with a I mean, he, quarterback on a team that has he, been. Yeah, the offense has not been good, but he's still been pretty good. I mean, he's not hasn't had that ceiling that we hope for in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers. He's not a top five receiver, but he's averaging nine point two targets a game. He has twelve or more in two of his last three games, fifteen plus fantasy points in both of those outings. So oh. and he's twenty second in points per game. So uh, I think you'd be hard pressed to have a better option. I mean, maybe if you only start like two receivers, but if you start two in a flex, you're probably starting them every week and I think feeling okay about it. You, you when are, you said you'd be hard pressed to have a better option that might explain uh, Mike's record in our dynasty. That would be it right there. Wide receiver 20. You all have him ranked at the same I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he's had 11, uh, 11 targets per game over his past right. three games. The, you know, the biggest limitation for Garrett Wilson right now is that we are right back to where the Jets don't score touchdowns that offense uh, that often, especially through the air. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have him as I have him inside my top 24 wide receivers. So talented. And you would hope that with every week that the Jets have more experience with Zach Wilson, which I know sounds crazy because he's been there for two and a half seasons mm -hmm. now, but if they continue to win, by the way, and they put the Giants on Sunday, a winnable game in my estimation, the confidence should grow. So Garrett Wilson hopefully trends upwards a little bit here. I've got him as a top 20 wide receiver play. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think he'll have some inefficient duds just like he did last year. But when you're getting 10 targets or so a game, yeah. uh, you, those guys Souped are fantasy Deontay locks. Johnson right now. Yeah, but hold on now. Kind of, yeah. I mean, he has a couple touchdowns. Uh, yeah. So you say that, that they're fantasy locks. But like, I got to, uh, like, maybe this is just the emotional just part of me again. Go off, King. Go well, brag. This, yeah, is, this is part of Let's, it. No, like, I'm trying to decide between Nico Collins or Garrett Wilson. Well, I might rather go with say? Nico Collins. Yeah, you got, but you have Wilson as wide receiver 19 as well. I, I do, I do. I yeah. also have him, though, behind Christian Kirk. I'd rather play Christian Kirk this week. Everyone yeah. else has Christian Kirk lower. Christian Kirk's not seeing double-digit targets. Same thing with Jordan Addison. I'd rather play Jordan Addison this week. I I've think. got Kirk. I mean, they're all close. I mean, not all of us have stacked wide receiver So when you talk like about you. how, like, it's so obvious to be able to play, like, I don't think it's as obvious as the way that you feel about it because I think emotionally when you look at it, you mm. know that Garrett Wilson does not have the upside or the ceiling that you thought he did at the beginning of the year. Is well, there a chance that, yeah. that Nico Collins can drop 30 points with this Texans? Like, yeah, actually, Nico's ceiling this awesome. year. Yeah. I mean, if you're in that situation, what, a 10-team league or something, and you have that, <laughs> them good receivers, that, I mean, look, no, I, I, don't, I don't mean that as a, I, I, that was not an, an insult at all. I'm, okay. A lot of people listening are in eight or 10-team leagues. If you're yeah. in that situation, that's fine. I guess I'm just thinking most people listening right now probably have Garrett Wilson and whatever their other starting receivers in their lineup. And then their best bench player is probably not Nico Collins. I'm, you know I'm think, guessing I could be wrong. A couple in a thoughts 10 here. or 12 teams. is this is a reminder as to why we tier players so often, right? Yeah. Because like, mm -hmm. so, okay, fair. so That's very you're fair. sitting there and you're saying to yourself, like, can I really play uh, Garrett Wilson over Jordan Addison or Nico Collins or Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, right? Like, I think they're probably all going to be within like seven spots of the rankings. Sure are, yeah. And what is the actual inference when you have a player wide receiver 21 versus wide receiver 19? Like, do I really feel like, Hey, wide receiver 19 is like this level. Sorry, I'm doing this visually like way above my head. And then wide receiver 21 is like several notches below. No, it's like, I kind of see these guys very Similarly. much the same way. It'd be hard for me to not have that player in my lineup absent really good roster construction. I have a team in which I have the most absurd wide receiver depth. My running back room is absolute buns. Like I will take anybody who can play running back right now for my wide receivers. 
And this would be the kind of team where I would have that kind of problem. Yes. Again, I'll probably lose because my wide receiver team, my, my running back room is just atrocious. Like I'm trotting out again, like fullbacks, uh, quarterbacks that take like <laughs> snaps at running back. Like it's a problem and no one wants to trade with me because they tell me they're like, you're affiliated with Mike clay. It's yeah. Kind of a stigma thing. Hey. So yeah. So here's, checks out. here's what I'm going to say. And then we'll move on. Cause I don't want to, I'm not trying to argue with you. But I think sounds like you are. I know. I promise I'm not. I want people to know that I love you as a friend. I don't actually dislike you. This is not a thing. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is a bit that we do back and forth. But I'm, I'm just looking at our rankings. Right. OK. So we took Garrett Wilson at like the end of this first or like beginning of the second. Well, round. Yeah, his value is definitely down. It's definitely then, dropped yeah. from that. So you've got guys like Adam Thielen and Puka Nakua and yeah. Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Jacoby Myers, Zay Flowers, Jordan, Adam, all those guys you took way after Garrett Wilson mm. and they might be on your bench. And you're trying to say, do I start one of those guys or the guy that I invested in early round picking? And I know we're at a point in the season like where this. the draft doesn't matter. I like this. But You're starting to get in that spot where it's like my brain has got to make a difference. I got to, I got to decide what I want to do. Yeah. I like this one. But you guys but, should do a board bet in which Danny gets all five of those players yes. and you only get Garrett Wilson. Yes. And I'll I have to outscore discounted six board bets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's um, all I'm saying is that it's, I think it's harder for me to be able to make that. It's not just like a clear cut because there's a lot of guys that have come on that you have gotten later on in drafts or maybe you picked up off the waiver wire that are still doing well in spite of the fact that you want to trust Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you I mean, want to love him. I, I hear you. If you're in a 10 team league and you have two receiver slots and a flex and you had a, you know, a, whatever we'll say Jamar chase and then Garrett Wilson, something like that. You have two yes, like good receivers, fair. including Garrett Wilson. And then you hit on Nakua and Zay flowers and another like, then yeah, you have a yeah. point, but uh, I still think for most, I, I think Garrett Wilson will be in most lineups this week and he should be, he's in our top 20 and he's going to be a lineup block in most formats. What about Devonte Smith? Should he be a lineup blocking in most okay. of our lineups? I'm going to reserve my thoughts until the end of the show. So Mike can offer his. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I, we, I'm 27th. I'm still, Going to okay. start him in this game against Washington. Pretty good matchup. They're struggling at the cornerback position. Uh, definitely some c- concerns here, though. He's in a touchdown since week three. Yep. He's been under 10 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Uh, his targets are only down a little bit mm. from where they were last season, which gives you some hope. But we talked about this, I think it was on Monday, as A.J. Brown kind of comes back to earth a little bit, which he will. I mm. mean, he's literally set an NFL record with 125 plus yards in five straight. <laughs> Some of that is going to go to the other guy seeing all these targets, Devontae Smith. So I think better days ahead, which is why I still view him as a starter in a good matchup. There's a take baking right now. Oh, I smell Uh-oh. it. Yeah, because I start to smell it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. We're saving that for later. Yeah. All right. Saving it for later. Yeah. All right. That's fine. All right. We can do that. I was really disappointed because I think you said, what was the stat? After week one of last year, it was Devontae Smith that out targeted and, sure and everything, out production for everything yeah. for AJ Brown. So mm-hmm. I am hoping eventually we see that shift because I got a lot of Devontae Smith shares that I don't feel as confident about. Another guy I don't feel as confident about that I want to feel confident about, Field, have you recused yourself on talking about Terry McLaurin or are we still able to talk about him? Well, you know, Daniel, I've already bowed out of like three subjects so far on the show today. <laughs> Just so making the show off yeah, at this point. I was going to say, like my batting average should be low very high. Here. Uh, so I will talk about Terry McLaurin. I've got him as wide receiver 17. And weirdly, and this predates this year because obviously the Eagles secondary is much mm-hmm. different this year than it was last year. Terry McLaurin's kind of brought been he's had the best brought out in him against the Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. Over I've 105 receiving on yards over his past three games mm-hmm. against Philadelphia. So I have him as wide receiver 17 this week. I don't know if it's as simple as the Commanders realize when they're playing the Eagles, they have no choice but to try to mm-hmm. throw the ball because they're not going to run that ball run the ball that effectively. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what it is that 
allows them to open things up for Terry McLaurin so effectively. But I expect that to continue on Sunday, Mike. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, McLaurin has, I mean, as our resident Eagles fan, he's owned the Eagles ever yeah. since his NFL debut at a huge game. It was week one of his first that, season. Yeah. He, he crushed them. Uh, 17.3 fantasy points per game in nine career games against the Eagles. Four games with 20 plus points, including his last two against Philly. Earlier this season, week four, they played eight for 86 on 11 targets. That was the only game he has reached 18 fantasy points since week 13 of last season. Really? It's been almost a full year, and that, that's been his highest game. Uh, Eagles, of course, been heavily targeted this season. Uh, they have uh, our top two in wide receiver targets, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points allowed the six most points to the perimeter, which is where McLaurin usually plays 16 plus fantasy points to 10 receivers already. This sets up well for a big game for McLaurin. I like his over receiving yardage prop. I'll be talking about that on daily wager, like him in fantasy, like him in DFS, you name it. He set up for a big week. Wow. I won't be because I don't get invited on that show anymore. Yikes. Yeah. Awkward because aren't you hosting on Sunday? Host Daily Wager on Sunday. We'll both be on Let's Sunday. go. I can't yeah, wait to deal. watch. It'll be, be awesome. Fun. He'll be busy at Sports Center. Yeah, like, you'll be yeah. doing something way cooler. <laughs> Dude, I'll be eating oatmeal while you guys are doing <laughs> Daily Wager. <laughs> what is it called? Overnight oats? What's Overnight what's, oats. Yeah, yeah, I'm more of just a traditional just oatmeal guy. A regular oatmeal? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't fair. think about that kind of stuff when I'm getting ready for bed. Yeah, but so, like yeah. you're a diva, and then when you're done, you just throw your food on the floor, and then we get ants. In the studio, so uh, let's, no, let's that's try my not daughter to do that. who actually does that. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter chucks a banana at our dog today. Like a hand, she just like. <laughs> Was it a good arm? A good throw? Yeah, she's got a cannon. Yeah, oh she's she's gonna start for somebody during their yeah. bye weeks coming up here. That's so, so good. If you're I looking for it. a streaming quarterback when there are 16s <laughs> on a bye, Kinley Yates is available. Let's go. Just tossing a banana at the dog like he did something to her. That's so good. Meanwhile, my dog was so excited. He was like, "Thank you for drilling me this banana. I'm gonna eat the entire thing right now." Yeah, is that one of those things where? he grabs it and runs away and you're trying to chase him while also watching a daughter at the same time. Oh no, he stays right there because he knows she'll do absolutely nothing other than <laughs> double down. And like, then when you give her like some cottage cheese, she'll be like, yeah, good idea. <laughs> Throw it into his face. Gosh, that sounds yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Steelers wide receivers guys. Okay. <clears throat> Taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens Yee. are both of them startable or is there one that you prefer over the other field? I'm going to yeah. start with you. Yeah, I definitely prefer George Pickens over Deontay Johnson in part because Deontay Johnson did not practice on Thursday. Now, mm -hmm. we don't know whether that was load management by the Steelers. Remember, he's coming off of that hamstring injury yep. that uh, cost him uh, four games, put him on IR, came back last week. He was whatever, nothing great. Um, but uh, maybe this is just a day off to like get him ready to make sure he's not going to be at all limited on Sunday. But I prefer George Pickens. Deontay Johnson's volume has not been nearly as dominant in a small sample size yeah. so far this season as it was in prior years. And George Pickens is clearly the big play upside. If you go look at the splits, Kenny Pickens throwing the football to George Pickett is good. Kenny Pickens throwing the football elsewhere is not very not good. good. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? You know, you just like swapped all the names around, right? You said Kenny Pickens and George Pickett. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Funny. I didn't even realize that either. <laughs> That's amazing. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows who we're okay. talking about. But Kenny Pickett. I, I wasn't sure if it was Pickens. a joke or, a yeah. Yeah. or not. So Sorry. That's so anyway. No, what I meant uh, was Kenny Pickett to George Pickens there it is. is good. Got Everybody else, not so good. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, Johnson hasn't played a full game yet, though, right? He left week one, and then last week he was limited. Played about two-thirds of the snap. So I will say that he still yeah, had small a sample size. Yeah, still had a still had a big target share last week, 26%. That's, that's going to do the trick so if he's healthy i'm fine starting him i do prefer Pickens. though he's been really good like i feel like it's flown under the radar because the steelers offense has uh, been struggling but he has been 
really good and play uh, 89% of the snaps this season, three 100-yard games. And again, with Jack, uh, Johnson back last week, still had eight targets in that game. And uh, by the way, forgot to mention this, receiver corner, great matchup. Jags perimeter corners, yeah, baby. Uh, dealing with injuries, but even when healthy, they've struggled. That's where all the fantasy points have gone to the perimeter. That's where Johnson and Pickens align. Gosh, and with no Pat Fryermuth here, right? We've really condensed this target tree. I guess part of this could be running backs, although I don't feel any confidence in either Najee or Jalen Warren. No teams on a bye here, so I would rather go a different direction. Yeah, I'd rather avoid those guys. Yeah. I'd like Deontay Johnson to score a touchdown this week, too. Yeah, oh, he hasn't since cool. week 17 of 2021. Well, wow, thanks for bringing Stop. it up publicly. It's been a long time. Jeez. Did you know that? Yeah, I was not aware of that. No, you know, I didn't this heard that is why stat. we're mean to you all the time, is because you say stuff like that. I just deliver facts, well, I, and you guys get angry. No one wants the facts. I love you anyways. All right, let's talk some tight ends here. Let's do it. Falcons tight ends. Everyone in the show has been no waiting for this topic. Let's talk Jonu Smith and Kyle Pitts like we do every single week. Which mm. direction are you going to go? Are you still in on the Kyle Pitts train, Mike Clay? Uh, I mean, no. No, no, no team's on a buy. He's, uh, <laughs> I think they're both front end tight end twos. So I okay. don't really want to start oh. either guy. They're going the wrong direction. Three targets. Uh, last game for John U. Smith after five the week before. So the target share has gone down a little bit under 40 yards in both of those games. Do you know what he has over the last two and a half seasons? So going back to the start of one of the years in the Patriots. So this half of this year, last year and the year before he's two touchdowns. And one of them was a couple weeks ago. Is that right? That's it. Two total touchdowns. That's crazy. Just hasn't uh, gotten utilized near the goal line. And then Kyle Pitts under 50 yards in all but one game this season, 14 plus fantasy points, two of his last three, but another dud last week. Have? I was going to say, uh, when, uh, it all makes one? sense. He's a couple days ago, Kyle Pitts <laughs> was talking about how much he looks up to Johnny Smith. And it must be in regards to how many touchdowns Johnny Smith scores. That's true. That's Two it. touchdowns. Yeah, I just look up to Johnny. So he's such a tight end machine, you know? Yeah. So, again, uh, with all these teams, you know, we bumped up guys like Kincaid this week into the top area. You know, everybody's no teams on a bye. I think they're not ideal starts this week. I like Dalton Schultz more than I yeah, like he's both of these there, guys. Yep, too. Yep, he's yep. moving up and while well, these guys are moving down. So I'm with you. I'm out on both of these guys. If I can help it. Field anything you want to add, or are you good to move no, on? Can you guys just imagine if, like, a world exists in which Kyle Pitts eventually either doesn't play for the the uh, Falcons, or they have a different quarterback and head coach at the control panels of this offense? How cool! And it becomes be? like literally Travis Kelsey. Like, I I, I can't decide yeah. whether people will be more mad or more excited about the breakthrough. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, that team could be one and sixteen. We don't care as long as Pitts is getting a twelve hundred yards and eight touchdowns. No, no, so. I'm, not, I'm not talking about that part. I'm saying like, will people be mad about the fact that like we told you so for several years, or will they be uh, like, you know what? It's great that thirty two year old Kyle Pitts is now balling yeah, out. It's like <laughs> we just wish it happened when he was twenty two and yes, not thirty two. Yeah. yeah, it's just uh, that'll be the time. At, at some point, there's going to be the perfect time to trade for him. Like yeah. in dynasty, there's going to be that perfect window. I've been this aggressive be about it. it already acquiring him. We yeah, did that in our, in our dynasty league. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it just because I, we've seen it. We've yeah. seen the skill level. We just need the volume. Eventually. I think it will come. I've Kyle got Johnny is tight end 15. Kyle Pitts is tight end 14 this week. Yeah, so. 14 and 19. Yep. Kyle Pitts is on the Geno Smith trajectory to be really good in football in, like, like you 30s, said, like yeah. 10 years. Your 10 breakout. That's right. That's, That's what we're looking for. He'll be a backup to Trey McBride for a while. Stop yeah. it. Another tight end, honestly, that we're able to look at here with Zach Ertz and everything going on with him, it feels like Trey McBride is going to be the tight end that you would maybe want in this offense. That doesn't mean that He's startable, though, this week, does it, Mike? I'm not going that far. I'm at 16. I'm actually higher than you guys, but I would rather not start him this week. I think he can get there. This was the first tight end drafted last year, second round pick. We expect a leap this season. He was already passing Zach Ertz on the depth chart. Now Ertz goes to IR, so there's an opportunity for a breakout. However, 
Really tough matchup here. The Ravens have owned tight ends this season. Second fewest fantasy points allowed. They've played some good ones. They've shut them down. So I don't think this is the week, but McBride, a fine guy to put on your bench. He could be very useful during bye weeks. I am his tight end 21. I think he has the most excited headshot I've ever seen from a player. I was just going to say that. I actually, that's why I have him as tight end 20 outside the top 20, because as a tight end, if you have a headshot and you either don't have long hair, nice lettuce, Mm. or a big beard, what are you doing? It's a great question. You're not even Mm. playing the tight end position right now. That's why you love TJ Hawkinson so much, because he had both. Find you a Mm. man that can do both. Uh, No, but uh, the the Cardinals, and I don't know if this is a sample size thing or if it's a trend of how this offense is going to flow. Fifth most targets tight ends this year Mm -hmm. to the combined position. So obviously there's been some Zach Ertz involved as well. So they have been utilizing those tight ends quite a bit so far this season. One thing I'll point out is probably one more week of Josh Dobbs and we go back to Kyler Murray. So uh, Josh Dobbs has has loved throwing to the tight ends, massive target share. Maybe that changes a little bit when Kyler Murray's back under center. Also probably more, much like we talked about earlier with Buffalo, more 11 personnel with no Ertz. I think we'll see more, uh, well, I mean, they already use Rondale and Michael Wilson quite a bit, but those guys will be on the field a lot with Hollywood Brown. I've got a super flex dynasty league in which my three quarterback, which Josh Dobbs is my quarterback three. Not having him around is going to make things very precarious during bye weeks going forward. Mm, interesting. For what it's worth, Kyler Murray still out, still able to be mm-hmm. put on your IR. That's right. He is available in 70% of fantasy leagues. Interesting. So I still think it's at least someone that you should roster, assuming that you don't have someone that is more valuable already living in your IR spot. Uh, But if you've been dealing with that waiver wire streaming quarterback situation. Yeah, it's it's easy to forget how good he's been in fantasy. So much rushing, and he's been a QB1 in fantasy points per game every season of his career. So uh, he is, even when things have been going poorly, he's still been really good from a fantasy perspective. So don't forget about him. The only concern there is, is he going to run for the first few weeks? Yeah, You know, that could really limit his uh, fantasy totally. output as yep. he comes back from the ACL. But uh, it looks like he'll be back. Could be this weekend. I'd be surprised if it's this week, probably next week. Sounds like I wouldn't be surprised if later on today we get word that he is questionable to play on Sunday, but will not actually play. The Josh Job experience. Uh, he is off, but you can still list a player as questionable, doubtful, mm-hmm. not on and out, even if the player is not on the injury report. You are mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Um, all right, one more tight end here, and this okay. kind of goes against the thing that I just said. Sam Laporta, who I love, in spite of the fact that he doesn't have long hair You're or so a big clean beard. shaven and well kempt. Well, that's the, I that? think the thing. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to figure out why I have is a this, different uh, feeling for her- him. Herolytics hashtag Herolytics. Hey, I think that's yeah. what it is. is. That your kind of stat? I think it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm right. the biggest hair fan around here. So let's talk about Sam Laporta. Is there even a conversation anymore with him? I got it. No, there's not a conversation. Okay, He's a set yeah. and forget at tight end one at this point, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We all have him at four, so uh, He's we don't have awesome. to spend any time on this yep. one. We all agree. Yep. Yes. We all feel good about lineup this one. Lock. He is a lineup lock. It's the Amon Ra Brown show, Amon Ra St. Brown show in the passing game, and Sam Laporta is a nice. Uh, he's riding shotgun on that train. As part of this, or game, in that car, we're not going to see David Montgomery again. We don't think. We don't think. We Monday saw football. a ton yeah. of Jameer Gibb usage. Is he still inside your top five? Might oh, yeah. play for this yeah. week. Yeah, nothing has nothing has changed, right? Did nothing I miss has something? changed. No, yeah. no, no. no. I'm just, uh, no, not everybody tra- listens to every show, so that's why sometimes I want to just you know. They trade for uh, Tyler Algier and they Derek not. Henry. And, yes, I heard Derek Henry. No. There, Dalvin trying. Cook as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalvin, all of them. Yeah. No, Gibbs should be feature back, and Dan Campbell hasn't been shy about saying they're going to lean on him again. They need him again this week, so. Uh, I expect something similar. You know, it depends on game script. Obviously, they were behind last week. So he only had what ten carries, ten targets. Could be a little more toward the carries, fewer targets. If it's a more competitive game, hopefully your lines are leading in this one. But uh, either way, he's going to play probably eighty percent of the snaps. Get a ton of usage. Good opportunity to score a touchdown. Uh, easily a good RB one. Field. Before we dive into our last segment, you said Derrick Henry. One of you said Derrick Henry. 
Are these rumors that I'm hearing, are they substantiated rumors that we may get a Derrick Henry deal with the Baltimore Ravens? Or is I'm just am I just excited about that as a fantasy manager? I think we need to keep an eye on the Titans and what happens this weekend. The trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 yes. p.m. Eastern time. If Titans lose on Sunday and they look listless with their two backup quarterbacks, we'll see which one actually starts between Will Levis and Malik Willis. Then the franchise has to ask itself this question. If we're two and five. It's going to be hard to catch whoever is out in front in the division. I believe Jacksonville, no matter what happens this weekend, will still be in first place. Our quarterback, starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, is in the final year of his deal and hurt. Derrick Henry's in the final year of his deal. Also going to be what, a 30-year-old running yeah. back yep. this offseason. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, what's more valuable? Saving the cash plus adding the draft picks or scratching and clawing your way to like 6-11, and 11, maybe 7-10 and 10 if some things go right. And what does that do for you? I think it moves you further away from your long-term aspirations. It moves yeah. you closer to the middle in the NFL, in any sport, really. You do not want to be in the middle. Yeah. And how many quarterbacks do we like at the top of the draft right now? There are, I would say, unquestionably two. Yeah. I think there are, and we're, we're a long ways away from the draft process, but uh, I, I think Shadur Sanders from Colorado will end mm-hmm. up sticking with the Buffaloes for at least one more season. Um, be with his dad. He's obviously, you know, the, the game has changed so much of because course. of the NIL landscape, yeah. right? Um but I think there's probably like three to five extras mm-hmm. beyond those two that we'll at least have a conversation about as being first round picks, including JJ McCarthy and Quinn Ewers from Michigan and Texas, respectively. Yeah, I mean, if uh, the Titans do, based on their record so far, but they have two wins so two far. Wins, two and four. If they, yeah. you know, if they are sellers and they lose a lot of games, they could be in that conversation for a yep. top five pick and maybe top two. Who knows? Yep. So uh, I'm with you. I think it makes sense for if they lose again. Make some trades. Yep. It's a totally. really smart way to go. I'm embarrassed to say this, but a long time ago, when all of this started happening with Dion, I actually, because I, I had never heard his name said, I thought that his son's name was Shredder Sanders, and I was like, how cool is that? <laughs> Honestly, it's not a bad idea to like, consider a pivot. Right, from Shadur to Shredder, because he's mean, shredding defenses right now, or is it a cool Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing? I don't know. I just thought that it was cool. I then mean, I it would work. Was Joe Theismann literally changed his name in college. Similar age trajectory as Shadur. He was Joe Theismann. And then Theismann, Heisman campaign, playing in Notre Dame. Yeah. Is that real? That's a real story? That's real, yeah. I did not know totally. that. Yeah. I did not know that either. Always learning oh, yeah. facts from Field Yates. Wow. Good for not much, but... We need like, uh, we need like a segment on every podcast, like Five with Field or something. Fun yes. facts with Field or something like that. Field just, notes. Field. Oh, there it look is. at See, that. Even that. You oh, even got that down. Stinking. Been thinking about this one for a long time. You just get a good yeah. fact to drop for... You get, we'll give you 60 yeah, seconds. You just go. Yeah. All right. Back here on Fantasy Focus, closing out our Week Eight preview, guys. Uh-oh. We're gonna we're gonna dive in with our starts of the week. Do you yeah. Uh oh. Uh, Kevin Pulsifer sent me a trivia question, oh, and I oh, feel like no. it's gonna it's 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 speaking ill of Sam Laporta. Pulsifer, great oh, researcher. No. Oh, great. Who has more this trivia? Who has more targets this year, Darren Waller or Sam Laporta? Targets. Oh, targets. I actually I would say Darren Waller. I've watched Sam Laporta. He's I guess been so, more efficient. Than yeah, I mean, guess. What, uh, I mean. Laporte has a lot of targets the last two games. I'm sure it's close, but I'll just say Laporta for the okay, sake you're of the You're both argument. wrong. It's tied. <laughs> Who has more catches this season, Sam Laporta or Darren Waller? Uh, Waller. Sam Laporta. You guys are both wrong again. It's tied. tied. <laughs> <laughs> Who has more yards this season, Darren Waller or Sam Laporta? Uh, Laporta. Johnny Smith. <laughs> you're both wrong. It's Darren Waller. <laughs> Well, amazing. Uh, we're just we're no, but it's amazing. You know, now there's probably a metric. You know, Tristan Cockroft writes the uh, consistency metric, right? Yes. And you know, there's a couple of spike games in there that have helped Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Sam Laporte has been like a steadier, more consistent start. Yeah. Meanwhile, Darren Waller, in aggregate, looks like a comparable player. It certainly feels different given where you drafted the two of them. 
I, I will say this. That's why we still have them ranked very close to each other. Because yeah. yeah. Waller is getting decent volume. Uh, but Laporta, keep this in mind, no touchdowns his last two games, but has 18 total targets during that span. Yes, so he does. he's still fine. All right. We have three minutes left in this show, guys. All we right. have our starts of the, the week. week. Let's do it. Field, you first. Where are you going with your start Yeah, of the, week? the oven was just turned off. The take is ready. Devontae Smith week, baby. Yeah. And I'm going to update right, my go. rankings. He's my start of the week. I think he goes off on Sunday. The Eagles understand that if this offense is going to be as good as it needs to be to win the whole thing, they need more of Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, who I don't think will ever be the squeaky wheel. The guy barely talks at all. I feel like in a very subtle way, he will let Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson, their offensive coordinator, know, I want the ball more. It'll be really gentle. It'll be ASMR style. Give me the football more. Commanders stink <laughs> on defense. Devontae Smith. Give me the ball. All right. All right. I'm for it. What about you, Mike Clay? I'm going uh, CJ Stroud. I'll give you a take too, right? Ooh. We'll shut the oven off on this one. Uh, first, first weekly finish better than 10th for CJ Stroud this week against Let's the Carolina go. Panthers. Against the Panthers. They haven't that. faced a lot of volume, but their efficiency hasn't been good. The Texans are sixth in uh EPA on dropbacks this season. He's awesome. Been, he has been awesome. I think he gets over the top. He's had a high floor. He has a high ceiling this week. Puts together a big game. I love that. I'm going to go with Christian Kirk here. I've got him inside my top 20. He is top 15 in targets, top 15 in receptions. It seems obvious that he is the guy that Trevor Lawrence is locked on to more than Calvin Ridley, in spite of the fact we wanted to make it be a Calvin Ridley thing. But Christian Kirk is just still a good stinking football player here this week. I have him as wide receiver 18. I am all in on Christian Kirk continuing what he has done with T-Law. Uh, so mm-hmm. two things here quickly. Uh, Devontae Smith has owned the commanders in his past three performances scored in two of those three had nearly 15 fantasy points earlier this season. Mike for, for like a millisecond there when Daniel was like, my start of the week is Christian. Did you think it was going to be Watson? Watson. I wish you I were did. bracing for I, it. I want, I'm worried about, I'm worried about Jordan love and that passing. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Man. I'm oh, concerned, you, but are you just get, get him the football. Come yeah. On. Find ways to manufacture touches. Maybe stop taking deep shots to Christian Watson. I mean, we could do them too, but let's hand it to him. Let's we got a bubble screen. Yeah. We can do all the things. I'm let's all get in on some of those things. Let's, okay. get, let's get some of that going yeah, for him. Let's, let's go. Throw the ball. Um, Dontavian Wicks threw it last week. Let Christian Watson throw this week. Let's go. All the things. Put him on returns. He could, uh, if, if Patrick Mahomes could punt, let Christian Watson punt. <laughs> You know, the problem is they All might the be things. doing that too often these days. Yeah, there's Mike. too much punting. Yeah. Do you think maybe Sean Clifford would uh, have a better deep ball? Wow, come on now. All right. Oh, that's going to be it. All right. Sorry, guys. We are. Oh. Hashtag we are. We are Kyle Sapi's fans. Hey, check Penn out State the squirrel too. report this week. Really fun one. Uh, we also had a very big Arthur Smith conversation in that one as well. Oh, so if oh you boy. have any feelings about Arthur Smith, definitely check out the squirrel report this week. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. You have earned it. We cannot wait to see you guys next week on Monday. Check out Fantasy Football Now on Sunday morning. ESPN News. These are all my notes. And ESPN 2 starting at 10 a.m. We love you guys. We'll see you then. Peace. Nice show today. Thanks. I was talking in the field. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I thought I was okay, but uh, we, can we get the Taylor album now? Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's, go, let's go listen to some music, ahead. baby. Let's step to stay I'm up. in on that. If you need a stick of tide, Field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay, and you know that it's a fact. Every hater's gonna hate, cause he's on TV every day. A spicy tomato who's got the stats and tweets that'll make you laugh. 
He's our favorite host and everybody knows his name. He's Field Yates. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.